0: on blast and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is Sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up it's brought to you by clean cuts barbershop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said tell them that i sent you Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416 917 4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans what is really really good on this Friday night thank you for tuning in as I mentioned my name is Sheldon Alexander and thank you for tuning in if you are live on Twitter as we always are after each and every Toronto Raptors game at Shell Alexander there's a nice feed there live you see the full set all that fun stuff send us your comments and questions there because this is an interactive show. So take your comments live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram, where there's another feed up as well, taking comments and questions for this to wrap it up podcast. Why? Because we're interactive. And this podcast is for you, Raptors fans, so we can hear what you think of the Raps' big win over the Orlando Magic. And let's be serious, a game that we didn't really expect them to win. They didn't play well enough to win, but good teams win games like this, right? So... Send us your comments and questions on both, and if you like what you see, hit us with a like, hit us with a retweet, and spread the love of the Wrap It Up podcast, because this conversation, if you ever miss it live, no worries, we got you covered, it ends up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and on YouTube, just search On Blast Podcast. On Blast Podcast is a network, Wrap It Up is the show, thank you all for tuning in. Raptors win a big-time game, and I'm calling it a big-time game because sometimes you see... I always talked about this, and I know we're conflating things because a lot of times Kawhi Leonard gets brought up for what I believe are the wrong reasons, but this game, I go back to last year and the things that happen when you have superstars, but superstars give you good teams, right? But if you don't have a superstar, you can still definitely be a really good team. And... The point that I'm trying to make is that really good teams find ways to win games that they definitely should not win. And the Toronto Raptors did not play well tonight offensively. Their offense was not good. (laughs) There's no real way to, to, you know, sugarcoat that. Their offense did not look good tonight. And the Raptors entered this game first overall in the NBA in terms of three-point shooting percentage. In this game, the Toronto Raptors shot 29% from three. They just couldn't get shots to fall. And because of the Raptors offense, we know how good the Raps offense is. And I mean, in terms of ball movement, these were open looks that the Raps were getting. They just couldn't get anything to fall. And the three-point shooting was a problem right from the beginning. They couldn't get anything to fall from deep, but they kept gutting it out. And I know you look at this game. First thing everyone's going to talk about Norman Powell. And this was the most Norman Powell game ever what i mean by that is the highs and lows of norman powell it was a full roller coaster of emotions because that's kind of what the career of norman powell has been we talk about it on the pod all the time you want to see consistency from norman powell and that's just been basically the theme of his whole career can norm be consistent and so when i say that this is the most norman powell game ever Some things that I wrote down in the first quarter about Norman Powell. (laughs) First, Norm just shot that shot because he hasn't taken one yet. (laughs) Next thing I wrote down about Norm, Norm is just taking horrible shots. (laughs) Next thing I wrote down about Norm, this is all in the first half, by the way. Norm just keeps shooting. Norm isn't doing anything within the offense. He's just jacking shots. (laughs) And that was Norm's first quarter. And then he hits a three. It was part of an 8-0 run, and I mean, let's be honest, the Raps were down after, the, after one. They were down three points. Orlando led 23-20 to 20 after one, and Orlando kept coming, but Norm, he kept shooting, and I guess eventually his shot just started to fall. I don't, I don't even know how to really describe it, because Norm is just so inconsistent. I just read you the things that Norm, I wrote down about Norman Powell in the first half, and then we all know what happened in the third quarter. All of a sudden, Norm just goes on a run on his own. In fact, Norman Powell outscored the entire Orlando Magic team himself 19 to 12. 19 to 12, Norman Powell outscored the Orlando Magic in the third quarter. And the Raptors overall as a team won that third quarter 26 to 12. So, Norm scoring 19 of the Raptors' 26 points in that third quarter, that's the difference in the game. One unsung hero, and I know it sounds weird to call Fred Van Fleet an unsung hero, but Freddie, to me, keeps gutting out performances and leading his team to victory. One of the main things we talked about as soon as Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka went down was that the Raps needed scoring. And so I said early on in the, in the injury stint that I didn't really care about what Fred and Pascal were shooting, like in terms of percentages, because they just need to get shots up Because at the end of the day, the Raps need both of those guys to be somewhere in and around the 20-point mark. And that game that Fred just had was a perfect example of that. You look overall and you say, Freddy shot 7 of 20, right? That's not good. 20 shots to get to 22 points, it's not good. Shot 5 of 12 from 3. But in that second quarter, before Norman Powell did his Norman Powell thing in the third, the only reason this game was close was because Raps play defense, obviously, but because of Fred Van Fleet just willing his way to getting buckets and keeping this game some, and remember, the Raps were 4 of 21 to start this game from three, and yet they were within striking distance. The Orlando Magic led at half 47 to 40, and it was only because of Fred. That was the only reason the Raps were even still in this game. Well, that, of course, and as mentioned, the Raps play defense. So then we get to this third quarter, as mentioned, in Norman Powell, I don't know if I've seen a Norman Powell quarter like that before, where Norm was just able to do a little bit of everything, and I feel like he was hitting threes, he was hitting deep threes, he was then getting really confident and getting to the basket, but Norm put on the full display in this game to finish with, again, a career-high 33 points, and the shooting percentages was nice, too. 12 of 18 from Norm. When he's doing that, that's obviously the high end of Norman Powell. But it was the most Norm game ever to just go from, whoa, what is this guy doing? Just taking horrible shots? To then the third quarter where this guy looks like Kobe. He's unstoppable. He's pulling up for three (laughs) just with no hesitation at all. Just banging in shots. And I mean, that's what you hope to see from Norm but can you get that consistently and that's always been the issue with Norman Powell can he consistently do that and he hasn't really done it yet and he had a really good chance here if you think about it because Kyle and and Serge are back to about to come back they could be back for Sunday's game against Utah right and the thought is obviously somebody's gonna lose minutes and when those two guys went down this was a massive opportunity for Norman Powell to solidify his role as a key contributor night in, night out. Consistency. And he hasn't done that. He didn't. But now all of a sudden that we see Norm maybe struggling because he might not get the same minutes that he was getting before because Terrence Davis has been more consistent. All of a sudden here comes Norm with a big boy game of 33 points. Funny how that works. Almost falls in line with what we've been saying all year in terms of, Norman Powell needs to be threatened of his minutes (laughs) before he steps up and plays big. So if you don't think that Norm knows that Kyle and Serge is coming back, and that means someone's losing minutes, (laughs) this is just what Norm does. So this is a great game, and you'd like to see this continue on some level, and you don't even need 33 points from Norm. Heck, you don't even need 23 points from Norm. But if you could get 13 to 15 from Norm, that's a massive win for the Toronto Raptors, huge win, but hey, Norm just was he was a really key part, and they definitely don't win this game without the 33 points from Norm, but there's lots of other things that I think you see the residue of that championship pedigree, Pascal Siakam, you look at Pascal Siakam's stat line, he finishes with 10 points in this game, shot one of seven from three, and was four of 22, Again, 4 of 22 Pascal Siakam shot from the floor in this game for 10 points. But this is why we'll consistently go down with saying that the residue left by Kawhi Leonard and to a lesser extent Danny Green, but this is why this, that move, we'll see the effects of that for a long lasting time. Because Pascal finds other ways to involve himself in this game despite the fact that his shot wasn't falling. My guy still finishes with 13 rebounds and five assists. Add in a block, add in a steal. Just because, as mentioned, this Toronto Raptors team plays defense. That's how they make. That's how they'll make their money is on the defensive end, and you see that from Pascal Siakam. And I know there's going to be some people that are like, you know, kind of worried. Oh no, he struggled against Orlando. If you're paying attention, my guy Josh Lewenberg tweeted this out during the game. Pascal Siakam versus Orlando over the last two years, which is seven games. Pascal's averaged 12.4 points per game on 35% shooting. It's a tough matchup for him. We saw his numbers go up in the playoffs after he figured something out in five games last year. He That average went up to 22 points, shot 53% from the field. But that was playoff time. Regular season over the last two years we saw it tonight pascal struggles against orlando and to orlando's credit orlando is a very good defensive team super long super athletic they can throw a bunch of different bodies at pascal in terms of jonathan isaac aaron gordon and then they got big bodies in the middle Ken birch did a great job defensively as well but they got a bunch of dip- big bodies whether it's birch or whether it was mo Bamba coming off the bench They had a bunch of big guys in the middle. They had nine first half blocks. And to finish off the game, how many blocks did Orlando finish with? They had 11 blocks overall. So nine in the first half, just two in the second half. But the point remains, it's a tough matchup for Pascal. But the reason why this team still has a championship DNA is because even if his shot's not falling, he still finds a way to be a super effective player. And that's... That's what you want to see. That's the stuff I talk about when you see that from Kawhi last year. And those are the things that are left over. And I know there's this whole narrative that keeps building about, you know, people wanting to talk about the raps record now without Kawhi last year and then adding on their record about, you know, this season in the in the regular season so far. And, you know, this is what the raps are doing without Kawhi. And it's like, let's not fall into this trap of the US media. Okay. Because we're smart enough. We watch the games ourselves. We know that this Raptors team was always good. We knew that. Raptors team is always a good regular season team. Getting Kawhi Leonard was about the playoffs and about a championship. So, all this talk about what they're doing now without Kawhi and what happened last year without Kawhi, whatever, like, I feel like a lot of that narrative is based off of people thinking, and again, Uneducated Raps fans or down south American media that this championship was won solely off the backs of Kawhi. We know that's not true. So let's stop playing into this narrative and having to try to diminish the role that Kawhi played. We know that Kawhi was that dude on the team and he's left a lot of championship residue with this squad now. And you're seeing that in the continued glow up of Pascal. Because for me, I'm just as impressed by seeing Pascal put up a performance like he did in tonight's game just as much as I'm in you know a game just because he scores 35 or whatever against the Knicks. Understand what I'm saying here, right? I'm impressed by seeing what Pascal Siakam does tonight in this game when his shot is not falling. Four for 22, but he didn't give up. He stayed in the game. He wasn't forcing anything, still came up with five assists and still got on the rebounding glass, getting 13 rebounds in this game. That to me is super impressive. And that's the stuff that, you know, will last You know, these guys paid attention and realize that winning championship level basketball is one at the defensive end and defense. I'll always say this defense is effort. So you know that you can control at least one thing going into every game every single night, and that's the effort that you play with on a defensive end. And the Raptors put up that effort tonight, and that kept them in the game for long enough that Freddie could keep them around in the second quarter, and then Norm could just essentially win it for them <laughs> in the third. I, I'm struggling to say that. <laughs> I, I struggled to say Norm win them the game because that's what actually happened, but I also like, couldn't believe it as I was watching it. Because it was just weird. Again, Norm was hitting like deep dagger threes, driving to the basket, going coast to coast. It was it was crazy. Norm in that, se- in that third quarter, again, had 19 points in the third quarter, went seven of nine, while the rest of the Toronto Raptors were one of 12. <laughs> That's insane. Absolutely insane. But the defense was the thing that ruled because in that same third quarter, Orlando was just four of 22. So the Raps did their thing. Their defense kept them in the game until Norman Powell was able to put on the cape, turn into Kobe mode, and basically save the team from, you know, maybe a little turkey hangover. As mentioned during the broadcast, I said uh, Kyle Lowry had a whole team dinner at the hotel. You know, maybe it was some good eating because they came out sluggish in this game. But again, winning teams, good, good teams, Find ways to win games that they probably shouldn't. So, again, Raptors win 90 to 83. They've won six games in a row. They improved to 8 and 2 without Lowry and Serge. 14 and 4 on the season. Again, good teams win like this. Pascal finds other ways to contribute when a shot wasn't falling. Norm with a career high 33 points. Freddie continuing to be that leader that Fred Van Fleet is. And Raps defense, man. Raps defense. And yeah, the Kawhi Leonard thing, I only bring that up because it's becoming a pet peeve of mine. Because I feel like there's this narrative that in the Raptors' success this year somehow has to discredit some of what Kawhi did last year. And it's like, those two things don't need to happen. Don't need to discredit what Kawhi did. If, If people believe that the Raps only won because of Kawhi, then that's their problem and they're not the ones paying attention. Kawhi helped, they won the championship, he was the best player, at times he saved their ass, and that was cool, now he's gone, and this organization, again, is just back to being what it was before Kawhi, which was a really, really good team, we forget about that, right, the Raps have, what, the most wins in the Eastern Conference, I wanna say since, like, 2010, it's something ridiculous like that, but the Raps are a good good team. They always were. And this is the regular season and you're seeing what can happen because you've seen it with the Spurs, who I think this might be the first year they might not make the playoffs. I know it's early, but you've seen two decades of the Spurs being relevant because they built a solid foundation and they drafted well, they found players well, and basically... You have interchanging pieces that fit into a system that gives you solid, regular season success. And that's what we're seeing right now with the Toronto Raptors, and it's a great thing to see. So be happy with the chip, and be happy that you can still be a great, relevant team the following year in the championship defense. But let's get to some comments. Let's hear what the people are saying after this game, because again, that's what we like to do on this to wrap it up podcast, is take comments from you, the people. And let's see, we have the first comment here from Dio, who says, you yourself said, gonna get a few Norm games, here's one of them. I mean, Norm has been a topic of conversation on this pod from the start of the year, because we knew what Norm was gonna get a lot of opportunity with no Kawhi, with no Danny Green, and we've watched Norm over the past, what, three years, where he's just been up and down and inconsistent. And so you're gonna get a couple games like this, but you you don't need the 33 from Norm. You don't need 23 from Norm. If you got 13 a night from Norm, I'm telling you Nick Nurse would be super happy with that. So we'll see. We'll see how how Norm bounces back in the next game. Um, another question here. Inches says, "What steps are you take? Are you looking for Pascal to take next?" To be honest, I want to see Pascal Siakam come up with. One of those big boy nights that he's had, you know, the 35 nights, the 30 plus nights. I want to see those games coming up. And I mean coming up because the Raps got some big boy teams on the sked. Utah's a solid team in the West, but they also have Miami. They got Houston coming up. But those are the matchups. Those are the matchups where superstars look across the hall and they see James Harden and they know, okay, I might have to go for 40 tonight. That's, to me, the next step that Pascal's got to take if you are, you know, going to be the franchise leader for this team and still have championship aspirations. Uh, Let's get to some more comments, though, because there's a lot coming in. Again, if you're seeing this feed on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, just send in your comments and questions. I'll try to get into it. But also hit us up with a like, like the tweet, retweet the tweet, spread the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Matthew checks in and says, we still hating on Norm or what? Only men to show up tonight besides Freddie. Um. Hey, Norm doing what Norm does, which is be inconsistent. And we saw the highs and lows all in one game. Where Norm in the first half, I don't know what he was doing. He was jacking up shots, and then he continued to jack up shots. They just all fell in the third quarter. Uh, fringe fan Wiki checks in and says Norman Powell needs to keep this new haircut. Yeah, Norm Norm came with the fresh cut, and I guess you know maybe he got fresh for Thanksgiving. I don't know, <laughs> but it seemed to work for him. Dara checks in and says, I love that our young guys develop in a winning environment. It's a great point. It's a very good point because careers can go a very different way. Shout out to my OG Tim McAuliffe. Always says this all the time. Always says that the biggest thing that people overlook, especially for young players. Is the environment, is the system that they get placed in. And that can affect, you know, you could have this this one star player in college, and he could end up just in a bad system in the NBA and his career goes to the wayside. Or on the flip side, you could have the okay college player falling under the radar, maybe, but just gets drafted into the right system in the NBA, and then boom, they have a great season, a great NBA career. The Raptors. Being Chris Boucher and being able to develop slowly or being Pascal, being able to develop slowly, being Freddie, being able to develop slowly in the Raptors team that always has solid regular season success so you can bring those guys along, you can plug them in the lineup when needed, you can send them down to the D-League when needed, that's huge. While also both teams, both G-League and NBA team winning at the same time, That's massive, because the one thing that I stress a lot, too, about this era of basketball, kids coming up in high school and AAU basketball, winning doesn't matter as much as it did before. These kids playing AAU every weekend, they're playing like 12 games in a weekend or whatever, but it doesn't matter what the record is at the end of the day. It matters what their stat lines were, because they're getting scouted, right? But now, when you get into the Raptors organization and... One thing that they've done on both levels in the G League and in the NBA is win. And that matters. It puts more of a stress on your mentality in terms of playing winning basketball. What do you do in winning time? And you got to buy in. You have no choice but to buy in because you've seen the results. More comments. Uh, A lot of talk about turkey hangover. Very true. People are saying the norm trades are off the table now. I don't know what trade talks people are talking about, but norm, that's just being norm. I don't know. Raptor Homer says only consider trading norm for Bradley Beal. I'm not getting into this random trade talk. Just enjoy the norm roller coaster for what it is. And hey, uh, Matthew checks in and says hate on norm all you want. He shows up when no one does. I mean, we we know playoff Powell. There's moments where playoff Powell has shown up in the past. So, again, ride the wave. Ride the wave that is norm. Uh, J.F. Herrera checks in and says, kept five of the last six teams under 100 points. Championship defense. We know you win on the defensive end. Uh, Someone else checked in on Instagram. I can't remember who it was, but they said defense travels. And it does really does. Let me, speaking of Instagram, let me switch over to the Instagram feed because there's a lot of people commenting there as well. Again, like the Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Let's get to some more comments there. There's so many and I got to remember to not wear a white hoodie because the font on Instagram makes it a little more difficult to read. <laughs> uh, it was Gozy. Gozy was the one that checked in and said "Devents travels. Huge shout to you Gozy, because you are correct. Coach Flores says, uh, I'm probably one of the biggest Kawhi advocates, but he was part of the team, not the team. Facts. Totally agree with that. Um I am why Doves Cry says the hustle man dem. That's the Raptors bench. We still like the, the name, Hustle Gang, for the bench mob, for this year's bench mob. Thoughts? We don't know yet? Okay. Alex checks in and says defense is coaching the best coaches best coaches preach hard-nosed defense on every possession and devise the best schemes nurse the best coach in the NBA currently Um, I don't know if that's true in terms of if Nick nurse is one of the best coaches in the NBA currently I don't know what metric to use to, to gauge that by but I will say that Nick nurse is a great coach he's really good and they, they discussed it during the broadcast just in terms of, you know, the different schemes that Nurse comes up with. And he'll just throw it at a team for a couple possessions just to throw them off. I think that's big. That's massive. It's just giving teams different looks. They don't know what to expect. And, hey, not mad at Nick Nurse. What, what did he win? Was this his 100th game? I think that's what the, they're talking about. Nick Nurse, man, He's showing improvement. The one thing with Nick Nurse, though, I'll say, argues a lot, argues a lot with the refs, <laughs> and the coaches' challenges. I don't know. I don't like the idea of the coach's challenge because I think it just slows down the game. But now that it is a part of the game, I think you should save those coaches' challenges and use them when you're trying to save someone from foul trouble, or you just save it for late in the game. Because I think that's the real reason why they brought in the coaches' Challenge. Because they don't want to have happen what happened in the NFL to the Saints. They don't want a game-deciding play to be decided on a bad call. And that's really why they brought in the coaches' Challenge. And right now, I think a lot of coaches are just trying to figure that out. But to me, if you're just arguing a random out-of-bounds call in the second quarter, what purpose does that serve? Like, who cares? Like, that possession or that ability to change possessions late in the game is so much more important. Just my opinion. But of course, I'm not as smart as Nick Nurse, so I could be wrong. My dude, a B AB, checks in and says, Kyle made the bus up shop, <laughs> Eating in good. Uh, shouts to Kyle. I can't wait to see Kyle Lowry back in the Raptors team, which should happen, could happen Sunday, which is very important. Because if you look ahead to the rap schedule that they have within the next week or so, they're gonna need Kyle Lowry and they're gonna need Serge Ibaka. Because as mentioned, on Sunday, the Raptors take on the Utah Jazz. Solid team, playing a lot better as of late, and they're in the thick of things in the Western Conference. Then on Tuesday, the Raptors play Miami. Miami, to some people are a surprise of how well they're playing so far this season in the Eastern Conference. But if you listen to this podcast, someone here told you that Miami would be a very good team this year. And so far they are. So Tuesday, that's a big matchup. Then Thursday, the Raptors host James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the Houston Rockets. That, my friends, will be a fun game. And then Sunday, a little over a week, You get Raptors, Sixers again, and you'll be going into Philly. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that that Philly crowd is going to be pretty hostile, let's say, (laughs) especially with the way that Joel Embiid played the last time around, and then add in the fact that, you know, the Raptors eliminated the Sixers from the playoffs last year, and Philly's just Philly. (laughs) They don't really need much of a reason to be a hostile crowd, if we're really being serious couple more comments though before we wrap up fly miss on instagram says in that third quarter felt like every magic possession was a turnover totally agree that's just defense that's what the raptors do they still play a championship level defense and that will weed out weak competition because the magic could have been in this game the magic were winning this game but really effort hard work and defense separates The good teams from the bad teams. Or the the good teams, the really good teams from just see okay teams. Because I don't think the Magic are trash. They're on their way up. They're building something. They're definitely heading in the right direction. But they're not on the same level as the Raps yet. Uh, Pastor Wesley checks in and says, Norm's confidence is so fragile, a new haircut is good enough to make him go off. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Uh, Let's see... Uh, as uh, A's me checks in and says, Norm is not short of confidence. That's true. Norm is just out of control sometimes. And when he slows the game down, and I always stand by this, when he starts inside and works his way out, he does a better job. But I'd still think that early on, his biggest problem was he wasn't doing it within the Raptors offense. If you can shoot as well as Norman Powell does, and if you are as athletic as Norman Powell is, in this Raptors offense, if you just trust the offense and trust the passing and the movement and, you know, great ball handlers and passers like, you know, uh, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle, Marc Gasol, Pascal, Norman Powell should score 13 to 15 points easy, just staying within the offense, and not trying to do too much. Uh, Gozy again checks in and says, For me, as long as the Raptors continue to play suffocate, suffocating defense, that gives the offensive side a larger margin of error. So for me, this formula works. Agreed. You can win a lot of games in the NBA. I say this all the time, and it sounds ridiculous. But if you are a well coached team that just plays hard and gives serious effort on the defensive end, you can be a 500 team in the NBA just alone, off off playing like really good defense and giving like hella effort night in, night out, like consistent effort, you could be a 500 team in the NBA. I know that sounds crazy, but you have to remember, everybody in the NBA is good at basketball. And yes, there are, what, eight guys in the league that are head and shoulders, like way above the average player in the NBA. But once you get past what twenty, and I will say the difference between uh, you know a guy in the thirties or forties and someone in the top twenty is just their effort that they put in in the gym and in the offseason. Again, I reference back to that Jimmy Butler, <laughs> that Jimmy Butler interview that we were talking about on the last pod. How hard do you want to work? And you're seeing that this Raptors team continues to work. And thus, you see this Toronto Raptors team pick up another victory. Again, so thank you guys for tuning in to this Wrap It Up podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Toronto Raptors win this game 90-83 to over the Orlando Magic. Toronto Raptors improve to 14-4 on the season. They've won six games in a row overall and improved to 8-2. Again, 8-2 in the 10 games without Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. That's a stunner to everyone, and hey, if you know me and you know this pod, I'm not one to shy away from when I am wrong, and if you would have told me that Kyle and Serge would have went down and they would miss 10 games, and if you would have told me the Raptors would go 8-2 and two in those 10 games, I would have called you a liar. I could admit I was way wrong. And I am so happy to be wrong because this Raptors team continues to be so much fun and a great team to watch because they play hard night in, night out. They bust their ass and you can never question their effort. So huge shouts tonight for Fred Van Fleet who gutted out a performance in this game. And of course, Norman Powell scoring 19 points in the third quarter to finish with a career high 33 points. Pascal didn't have a shot going, but found other ways to contribute. Ended up having more rebounds than points in this game. Only shot four of 22 from the floor. But again, what do star players do? They find other ways to contribute. Still managed to be a plus 13 in this game. Gotta give them credit for that. And Toronto Raptors win again, 90 to 83. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in live on Twitter as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game at shell alexander same thing goes for instagram taking your comments and questions there so many questions huge shouts to the people on the instagram feed really appreciate you guys there that feed is up at sheldon alexander on instagram so many comments there someone checks in and says what a time not really sure i can bust those out now because you know the what a time is kind of reserved for playoff runs now but hey maybe if there's some more big boy games We'll see what happens during this week. But again, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And of course, if you like what you hear, like and subscribe at On Blast Podcast. Just search on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Share the love that is this. The Wrap It Up Podcast because you used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.